Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Hope you're all well, inshallah. It's your host, Shabir. And in today's episode, we mean business. And I literally mean we mean business because uh, we have two um, very well established businessmen and entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. I always get that word mixed up for some reason. But since we have the real life entrepreneurs with us, maybe they could tell me exactly how to, uh, to pronounce it. So we have with us the Qazi brothers. Uh, Abidur Rahman and Shafiqur Rahman. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa to you both. Wa alaikum assalam wa How are you doing? You okay? Alhamdulillah, very well. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Jazakallah khair. Thank you for, for um, taking time out of your busy schedules and joining us. We know what it's like, the life of an uh, entrepreneur. We see enough of it on Instagram. <laughs> Maybe we can talk about that as well, uh, inshallah, a bit later on. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to have, we've got some interesting discussions uh, lined up because i think you're the you're the first two to join us on the on the show um that are from this background basically of business um and you actually have that hands-on experience uh so for the listeners and viewers of ilmfeed uh you would probably have heard of if you haven't heard of these two wonderful brothers you probably would have heard of sunnah musk um which is it's very big now, but it had very humble beginnings, which that's that's what I want to actually start on. Because now, how many stores do you have uh, so in and around London? We've got five five stores across London. You've got five stores. Fifth one opening up in... Sixth. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Losing count, that's yeah, how many. Six, uh, sixth one um, opening soon. Okay. The location will be, of course, discl- uh, disclosed within a couple of weeks. All right. Okay, inshallah. I didn't know But that. it's not within London, that one. Okay, it's not within London. Yeah. It's not within London. Interesting. Is it within the, is it within the UK? It's within, within the, the UK. Okay, cool. <laughs> right, fine. We're also... Uh, sorry. No, go on, go for it. I was going to say, inshallah, uh, international soon, inshallah. Inter- sure. International, inshallah. We're also present in Germany, so we, we have like a distributor uh, that mm. sells some of our products in Germany, so our products are available in Germany. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And you guys, obviously, <coughs> like, like I've seen uh, in Westfield... Um, is it Brent Cross as well? So we're in Westfield Stratford, which yeah. is probably the busiest shopping yeah. centre in the UK. And then we've got Brent Cross Shopping Centre. We've got one in the Mall Wood Green, which is in North mm. London. And then we have our flagship store, which is in Allgate East. And yeah. uh, West London as well. We've got one in Ealing, South or Broadway. Nice. Okay. So, uh, as far, uh, so I can only remember like seeing you guys in Westfield and then more recently you've opened more. So let's start with... Because obviously a lot of people, especially in the business world today, and specifically we're going to be talking more about like the Muslim businesses, right? So there's this assumption that it's very easy. You go into it, you have an idea, you have a plan, you have a vision, and bang, that's it. You put some money into it, and within a few weeks, few months, maybe a year, you guys come out and you have five or now six, inshallah, different stores. So... What are your thoughts on that? Of course, you're going to t- take us through, inshallah, the journey of Sunnah Mosque, where it actually began. I actually have a vague idea of where yeah. it did begin, just from your social media posts, yeah. etc. right? But a lot of people don't know, where does Sunnah Mosque begin from, and how did you get to uh, where you are today? I think I'll let, okay. <laughs> I'll let you take I mean, that. Um, so, in terms of business, obviously, yeah. you've got the normal businesses, and then you've got the um, businesses that are kind of based on the Sharia Islamic principles. So okay. it, it makes it more difficult mm. when you're trying to kind of A, do the business itself and B, you know, trying to kind of stay on the Islamic principles as mm. much as possible. And for us, you know, obviously we we, we use the Sharia principles in our businesses mm. and that makes it very, very complicated as well, especially when everything else around you is operating in a certain way and mm. then you come you come in with your kind of own kind of segregated way and you're trying to kind of still uh, mm. operate the business so that's that's the challenge in itself yeah um but no business it can be easy yeah if you have a proper strategy but you know i guess the biggest thing in business is is consistency you can't just expect, you know, to produce a results within within three months or, or two years or, or even three years. Yeah. You know, it's taken us almost 10 years to, to get to where we are. And that's from effectively get-go, from the £600 that we've initially invested. But pounds, Abid, yeah. um, <laughs> you can also kind of um, add your part. Yeah, I mean, like, of course, like, taking our business to example, mm. I think... Um, we've had to actually work really, really hard to, to make things work, especially when, of course, you don't have a big capital to start with. Yeah. If you have a big capital to start with, that's a lot, you know, it makes mm. it a lot easier to do things. But we started, again, like with £600. So, you know, growing the business organically 
and again going back to the whole Sharia thing you know not, not having to use bank loans or anything yeah. like that you know having to grow that organically you do have to put in a lot of work and mm. uh, and uh, you know my brother here you know he's uh, I've seen him myself you know he's put in countless countless hours you know waking up in the morning you mm. know going to the market store and you know it, it can be difficult so yeah, yeah. I guess there's there's both aspects to it. Well, I think it's it's our mom. It's it's it's, it's mom that kind of. Yeah. She would never let me take a day off sick from market wow. stores. She would like, no, nope, you're going. Here's your breakfast. <laughs> Seven thirty a.m. You know, uh, market office. You have to go and queue up um, with uh, twenty other guys. Yeah. So the the more you operate in the market, the more priority you get. So mm. you have to really get there before everyone else. So is that how it started? So is it literally you went to the market and you started selling perfumes? How did it? So actually, start? we we started outside uh, outside, I say outside outside Ibrahim College and yeah. outside the uh, Eastern Mosque. Okay. So um, he used to work in City Airport at the time. Yeah. And he had this milk crate, right? Okay. Which he brought home, yeah. and we actually decorated that milk crate with like velvet and black clothing and okay. it actually looked quite nice so we used to put you know the decanter inside yeah. the inside the milk crate and we used to take it out to 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 outside the mosque and that's where mm. we literally started so i think we still, we <laughs> it was it was done uh, for more for efficiency as well yeah. <laughs> because you know to set up your display yeah. every time yeah. you go somewhere it just takes so long so we had the tray all kind of set up you just yeah. get the tray out and you just um, start trading but that's yeah, these these were the really really um the um, beginning phase of our business. But the market stall came in the good days, I'd say. You know, that's yeah. when we've kind of um operated probably for about a year and a half or so, like you know, mm. just doing um, um back of the boot trading Events, and back of the boots. We used to literally open the boot up anywhere. Yeah, I went. I remember we went to an event in Dewsbury. You know, yeah, the big Ishma, and that was really good. Like that's when I it. think that's where we got the confidence. Like actually, we can you know do what? this. We you know, our it. products are good. <laughs> People are liking our product. Yeah. If we just put our like kind of um, head down and work mm. really hard, then I think um, it will work. And th- I think that's when we got the motivation. I think it was twenty what twenty ten Ishma in in Dewsbury. We went down and. No, we we made good money and then yeah. we had a nice kebab afterwards. Yes, definitely. You used to have a kebab everywhere we go to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say right. It was, a, like, it was a nice treat. Norm. You know, you work hard and then you treat yourself. It was, was really good. So, so what what was the point? I know you you're saying that was probably the the, the like a really kind of um, a life changing experience going there and giving you that confidence. But when would you say was the point where you were like, you know what, that's it. It's time to open up a store. It's time to get really serious with this. And transition from the trolleys and the markets <laughs> to now we want to go on the high street. I think it was a situational kind of move. It was it was one thing led to another. So, mm. for example, how we ended up in shopping malls is because it was getting cold in in winter of I think twenty end of twenty ten. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> in Whitechapel Market, and we had to find a way to kind of sell these perfumes indoor mm. somewhere. Otherwise, the perfumes were getting crystallized. You couldn't even show uh, people the perfumes. Mm. And people would, people didn't want to get their hand up because it was so yeah, cold. Yeah, so um, one morning, I was just um, looking on the internet, and then I found this opportunity in Ilford Shopping Center. And obviously, we were very much used to paying about £20 rent a day in <laughs> yeah, a market yeah. store. And when we turned up at the shopping mall, they were like, yeah, um, it's going to cost you about £1,000 for the week. Whoa. That's a, and we were like, wow, like, you know, <laughs> this is not something we're, we're used to. But yeah. I guess, you know, we, we took a risk and we thought, you know what, at least we'll make our money back. Mm. You know, if anything, the stall gave us the, ex- um, the confidence that at least, you know, we can yeah, be- come up with our, come out with our money back. Because when we were in Whitechapel Market, mm. we, we were doing really well. Like okay. we had queues of people like, yeah, outside yeah. our store and we mm. had a really nice, bra- like even then we had it a branded up marquee. Mm. And yeah, we done really well. So I think that gave us a lot of confidence yeah. that you know what, if anything, we'll make our money back. Mm. So was it a slow start when you finally went into the shopping mall, or do you, did no, you take up straight away? No, we actually kind of got the re- reaction quite straight away, oh, and not. that gave us more confidence <clears throat> to to keep on going yeah. because at that that time Westfield was just opening up. It was still under construction. Yeah, and that's when we kind of expressed an interest as yeah. well. Look, we you know whatever it is, we we want to be in that place. <laughs> yeah. we, we haven't seen it. I just you know saw that yeah, they were yeah. opening a shopping center, and we thought this is on our doorstep, and we've got to be there. 
and that's another story by itself. You know how we got into, into Westfield. Westfield. It was just it was. Uh, Did I you get in there from the very like beginning? Yeah. Like <coughs> Olympic time. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, there, yeah. so we were supposed to open on the launch date. Yeah. Of yeah. Westfield, which was, I think September or something. Yeah, mm. September. But 13th. we've had a few setbacks along the way, and we we ended up opening a couple of months later. But during the beginning of Westfield, we're still towards yeah. the yeah. beginning. But it was still, I mean, for you to make that move and transition, <coughs> it was still a huge risk, right? Yeah, they like, asked us, are you guys ready for it? Like, yeah, are yeah. you sure you're ready? Because you're, you know, okay, you're operating in a shopping centre with a provided stand for you. Mm. And that's one thing, but building your own, paying the deposits, you know, getting everything. And they were really hard on, like, marketing and branding. Yeah. That's when we were forced to create better packaging, you know. Everything had to kind of come together. And, you know, they, they also done their own risk analysis and they probably just gave us a shot. Yeah. But mm. initially, they weren't going to. Then they... <laughs> they made us chase them for about a year or so. Yeah. Abid, what do you think about um, like just taking risks in business? Because a lot of people, this is the kind of hurdle that they face. Like, you know, I can do it, but for me to take that risk, it's like I'm, I might lose out on a lot of money or, you know, I, what would you say? Yeah, I think, I, I guess business is about that. I mean, that's yeah. that's what it's based on. Like, you have to take a risk to yeah, yeah. be able to make anything. So, uh, I, I guess you have to do your due diligence and do mm. your research and not just do something completely um, unreasonable. But you have to take uh, reasonable risks. Like, mm. with Westwood, again, uh, that's an example. Like, from, from us going from paying £20 a day to be in the regions of hundreds of thousands of pounds of in a year yeah. that's that's a risk in itself but yeah. alhamdulillah you know it's a calculated risk that we we took and it paid off so yeah I, I think you definitely have to take the risk alhamdulillah so right now so you are currently the ceo yeah. of sunnah mosque obviously it was from the beginning it was a more of a collective uh, yeah. effort and obviously you mentioned your mother as well giving you uh, that push now obviously like we've had uh, Ashik Rahman on, on the show before yeah. so he's mashallah an imam obviously we have Lutf Rahman as well yeah. uh, are there other brothers because like personally these are the ones yeah. that I know yeah there are, so, there are, there's five of us okay there's five in total five Kazi okay, brothers <laughs> so mashallah that's the, so that's that's the amazing thing for me when I look at it I'm like okay wow mashallah like all five brothers you're out there in the community whether it's business or whether it's you know being an imam, a community leader, faith leadership, you're all doing your own thing. Yeah. So what like where did that come from? What was your inspiration grow, growing up? What was that experience like? Where did you get that push from and that motivation? I guess um, my brother Shafiq, yeah. he was always into like he always wanted to do business. Okay. Yeah. And, and many for, failures in the past. <laughs> so I had failures, a lot of experience in failing. <laughs> yeah, okay. And for me, like even me, I've always interest, I've always been interested in sort of doing business or making mm. money in that sense. So um, I've always had that sort of interest. Mm. So like me, he's he started the business, and uh, I used to do my own little things here and there before mm. as well, and. Uh, I guess everyone's like sort of doing their own thing. So my brother, that my oldest brother, he's the Imam in Shah Jalal Masjid, mm. and the second one he's the Imam in Regent's Park Mosque. Yeah, and then uh, third is third me, and then Ashik is Imam in Darul Umma. Yeah, and then, obviously and then it's me. So, so okay. Yeah. So Alhamdulillah. So so what was that? What was the motivation? I I, th- I think um, it's our parents' dua. To be honest, yeah. you know, my father he always prayed like you know that we we become productive Muslims. He yeah. hated us, wasting time. you know, wasting time. <laughs> okay. you know, if he walked in a room and if we were just lazing about, we'd just have to stand up and pretend like we're <laughs> really like we're doing something. <laughs> you, you, you can't be sitting down. Honestly, yeah. you can't. He did, he did not ty- um, wasting time. He did not like <clears throat> wasting time. And I think that was uh, one of the things that... We don't have of, a TV, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no TV. I think a lot of um, outputs, you know, and that's yeah. what our parents expected of us. Yeah. But I think... Obviously, the, there's combination of business and, and you know, uh, other things like you know, imams within the family. So, yeah. I think it's, it's Baraka. It's Baraka, yeah. definitely, if, uh, and parents' du'as as well. I guess, like, for me as well, like, I'm very passionate about perfume and branding. So, mm. like, uh, before Sunnah Mask, I used to do, like, graphics design and branding. Mm. So, I'm I'm very keen on, you know, I've got, I think I've got a, you know, eye for detail. Eye for detail mm. And I like things to be perfect and branding and packaging. Like, I really love working on you that kind Muslim, of stuff. you Muslim Bilal's um, yeah. album as well, album oh, really? cover. Yeah, yeah, no, back in the when I was, like, 14. Wow, wow. Okay, I <laughs> or from yeah. younger. Yeah, you know, My Lord, My Lord yeah, album oh, cover was done yeah, by you. Yeah, yeah. 
Interesting. So, okay. so I'm very keen on branding and stuff, and yeah. and the perfumery side in itself, like it's it's a great thing to work around. Like mm. you know, having to smell perfumes, work on perfumes, mm. you know, work with perfumers. I think that's that in itself is a motivation because, like, for me, what other business would I want to be in other than perfumes? Like, it, it's a great yeah. business to be. But in. I was going to ask as well, like, how much like knowledge did you have to have before you jumped into? Because some people might just think, I, I just want to sell perfumes. That's it. I just go and sell some perfumes. But did you actually have to have quite a bit of knowledge on perfumes before you got into it, or, or would you say it developed as you I, took it more seriously? I would say it developed over time. But yeah. from from the get go, you need to have the the nose for it. Yeah. Okay. You need to be able to recognize. All right, this this is gonna sell. Okay. So okay. Uh, and then going back to that, you know, my my second brother, Otto Rahman, mm. I think he's he's got a great nose. He's like he can yeah. identify very good smells okay um so you know the first collection that we started Sonoma with yeah. that was his personal collection so again like golden dust which is i think we, we made that quite famous it is gold yeah. dust for us um, <laughs> that is our top seller <laughs> yeah and again that that was something that he used to use Mashallah. but again i think i think you, you need to have that that knowledge mixture to, of yeah. uh, the product knowledge and yeah. and the business acumen you know yeah. it's, it's all about profit and loss at the end of the day <laughs> yeah you know yeah. Yes, great product, you know, it's definitely, you know, it helps you. But the bottom line is if you can't do your numbers right, then, you know, it's not going to work. Mm. And let's talk about the actual, so the name, Sunnah Mask. Because it's interesting because obviously <clears throat> you're, you're kind of, you're, you're in a, a business which is not only profitable, but clearly it is actually promoting a Sunnah as well, yeah. which is the Prophet and we know that he did, <coughs> he did like fragrances yeah. uh, and especially there are mentions of some specific ones so is that where uh, the inspiration behind the name came from uh, or is there is there another story behind it no i think you hit the name in the it, head yeah. You know, yeah. that was the story um we were looking for various names and then mm. again the 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 brother second brother who's the imam in regent's yeah. park mosque it was his idea to call it sunnah mask yeah. but we kind of okay. coming to it. branding it uh, we kind of combined because yeah. we knew like you know we're going to have all sorts of customers you yeah, know from yeah. all walks of life so we had to kind of try to make commercialize one word a little bit and, yeah. <laughs> has that worked or is, is it Definitely. still a very uh, muslim market at the moment no but well, I, I, I would westfield, i would say um especially in westfield at least 50 percent of our customers are <laughs> fall within the non-muslim category really? where they're you know either white black you know mm. eastern european whatever whatever it might be but a, a large portion of our customers are non-muslim and you'd be surprised to know that our busiest trading period of the year is actually christmas christmas yeah, yeah. okay interesting <laughs> very interesting unfortunately okay. we can't do any decorations because we have <laughs> haram police paying us a visit we know we know about that we know about that <laughs> but, but it's it's amazing that you know coming back to that point that you're able to do good on the side of just doing business because a lot of people miss that opportunity where they think okay me going into business is going to mean you know me just getting involved in loans and interest and all this stuff but actually you found something which is it's a solution right to a problem like people do need to smell good yeah uh and at the same time you're promoting a sunnah and obviously yeah. it's in the name yeah. which maybe a lot of people especially non-muslims they might they, obviously they don't they wouldn't know a majority of them what does the word sunnah mean they might just think it's just a fancy arabic yeah. uh, word right but it's it's very interesting how you've managed to kind of incorporate all of that in and alhamdulillah you're getting rewards at the same time do you, is that is that something you would encourage especially anyone listening muslims who are um, interested in getting involved in business would you say that that's something that you should look to do as well i think look um doing business i think obviously it's it's, it's very important to s- stick to your discipline yeah. if you are going down the sharia route mm. in terms of following certain guidelines and principles it's it's a very rewarding um, journey rewarding act mm. of course um but yes i would definitely recommend people like you know to to explore because it doesn't have to be always you you have to go to a bank and yeah. put, uh, get a loan out you can actually start start a business with zero <clears throat> capital if, mm. if if someone wants to so definitely i would i would encourage people to try sharia method mm. and just on the halal thing and just looking at the market in itself you know the halal market in itself is growing, growing. so much oh, yeah, yeah and like even big big companies they're targeting muslim muslim yeah. consumers and like if you see a lot of the big adversities that you'll always see like a hijab in there yeah, or something yeah, yeah. so like our muslim market is growing so there's opportunities within the muslim market to do a lot of business so i would mm. recommend anyone that's looking to do business it doesn't have to be you know 
it doesn't have to be uh, necessarily a yeah. Muslim product. Exactly. So, say, yeah. It's huge. It's, it's a growing market, and you know, it's it's a global market. Mm. You know, Muslim. <clears throat> you know, the fact that we're bound by a faith mm. uh, that kind of facilitates certain businesses and yes i think the opportunity is huge out there even when we speak to our say non-muslim suppliers or stakeholders or if we have relationships with other businesses mm. we openly speak about the whole muslim aspect muslim yeah. market aspect and and how important it is and they actually kind of recognize that yeah now it is growing like even in ramadan that passed and eid and stuff like yeah. random websites i was going on like asos and they had like suhoor deals. What does that even mean? Yeah. Literally, they just throw in words suhoor like suhoor deals. Imagine that. And yeah, like obviously supermarkets, we know they've been doing it. Like yeah, Ramadan, yeah, Mubarak and stuff. Even they're like Starbucks, it. I've seen their marketing campaigns. They're like, yeah. it's just targeting like, the Everyone's there. joining the bandwagon. you got the JD yeah. hijab. <laughs> yeah, it's just all over. It's all over. Like, sorry. Um, also, like just in terms of, again, I think a lot of people don't know the, the history of entrepreneurship in, in Islam. Even going back to the time of the Prophet who we know he himself was actually involved in business, he was trading, just like his wife Khadija, and many of the companions as well. That they they were they were actually because I think a lot of people feel conflicted. Like as Muslims, aren't we supposed to like you know not take this life too seriously and not make money and just you know just worship? <laughs> do, do you see what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people feel that conflict, um, but they, at, at the same time, they don't realize actually there were many companions. Then they weren't just like wealthy; they were like multi-millionaires. They went out like Abdul Rahman bin Auf, the famous companion. Like um, uh, he was uh, when he first uh, migrated to Medina, and he was paired with the the other companion. Like the other companion, literally offered him everything. You know that famous narrations like I I got two wives. I literally give you one of them. I divorce <laughs> one and give you one, right? Uh, and he was like, no, no, no. Just show me to the marketplace. And then he pointed to the the famous marketplace in Medina. He went off. And within a few months, few years, he was literally, he was a multi-millionaire. He was one of the wealthiest companions. So again, like, what what are your thoughts on this? Um, where people think, because obviously you take your faith very seriously. Your faith is embedded in within your actual branding. Um, but does that mean, you know, if you become a business person, now you're not taking your faith seriously just because you're making money? What would you say? What would you say about that? I would say that. You can do both. Yeah. Like completely, you can do both. Like, mm. again, uh, doing businesses, Sunnah and all the companions and the Prophet done it himself. Yeah. So, like that in itself, you're doing it the right way. That <clears throat> in itself is reward. It's rewardable. Mm. And um, I guess um, you can, most most definitely, you can follow everything and do your ibadah, you know, do your salahs, do yeah. your Quran, all at the same time. So if you're serious about it, in fact, your faith, it gives more flexibility, you mm. know, in so, terms of, you know, once if you're more <coughs> your own boss, if anything, isn't it? And end of the day, look, people, some people have a different kind of relationship with money, but the, the truth is, money does give influence. <coughs> if not happiness, <coughs> if not happiness, at least it gives you power and influence. Mm. And if you look at the global economy, you know, money is an important aspect. We give, sorry. Yeah, have some water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from our business, you know, we don't, we're not going to disclose any amounts or, or what we mm-hmm. do, but there is a charitable aspect to our business where mm. certain amounts of money from the top line, not from the bottom line, it goes out every month. Okay, I'm sure. You know, straight away, as soon as the revenue comes in. So, you know, mm. if you are able to incorporate certain things like charity, act of charity, then, you know, of course, business can be a very good way of not only, you know, f- f- um, you know, fulfilling a, a, an ibadah, yeah. because uh, Musta um, Hadith, uh, um, <laughs> you can, you can uh, kind of help me out. You know, on the Day of Judgment, the people that have done, you know, business in a, in a righteous way, yeah. you know, they will be kind of um, yeah. given certain yeah. particular special rewards. Yeah, in, 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 indeed. And um, again, coming back to... Um, like everything that you guys, alhamdulillah, have been doing, like you, you mentioned the, the charitable aspect as well. <coughs> a lot of people don't know because at the end of the day, money can change people, right? Yeah. Especially if, you, if you're making a lot of it, it can change you. And especially if you're a Muslim, you know, it can affect your iman, these kind of things. And we've seen it in the past, you know, even till today. Uh, and at the beginning, we mentioned this whole like Instagram lifestyle thing, right? <laughs> so it's like, um, because it's, oh, it's, such a tre- it's such a trendy thing now. Like I'm an entrepreneur, right? So I sit there, take some photos of me and sitting in an office and it's like, people are like, Are what? you yeah. me? 
<laughs> you know, driving these cars. And <laughs> we have to be careful, like, you know, yeah. in terms of um, if you are, like, say, following certain individuals, you have to really see, like, what they have actually <clears throat> pre- produced in terms of deliverables. Yeah. Um, and we're not, you know, blowing our own trumpets or anything, but mm. at least you can see, you know, whatever we project on our social media platforms, it kind of mm. goes in line with the real life deliverables. Yeah. So I think it's quite important to you know be careful as well when it comes yeah, yeah. to social media. A lot of people are it can selling be very fake lifestyle out delusional. there. Delusional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you must have seen it, right? Like just on Instagram, like just it, it, because it is. I think it's it's a good thing that you know it's, there's more awareness about you know going into business, be, being your own boss, quitting the nine to five lifestyle. You know, it's good on one one hand, but then I just feel like I don't know what your thoughts are. I just feel like there's too many people that are trying to sell others this dream. You yeah, know? I think that's actually an important, important point that you <clears throat> raised. Like <clears throat> a lot of people on Instagram and social media also want to pretend that success happens overnight yeah, or to be yeah. able to be successful, you need to have you need to have this really fast success. But sometimes it's not always the case. Sometimes mm. you have to work, you have to work hard. Most of the it time. Ta- most of the time. time. It takes time. Like It took <clears throat> us time. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't always happen overnight. So again, yeah. that's another... Sort of delusional aspect that you it's see. Just on live, I think it's just media. the world we live in, isn't it? Because you know, like because we've seen it, like you know, a person can literally go viral overnight. Yeah. Overnight, in that sense, I think people. It's dangerous. Yeah, it yeah it's dangerous. dangerous, and I think people seeing that because it's happened to very few. If you think about it, how many people does it happen to? Very few people go viral and overnight success, right? I think seeing that people are like, yeah, I can do it as well, yeah. and then it's like. They're trying so hard to to, yeah. to to make it. It's like, you know, fake it till you make yeah. it kind of thing, isn't it? That's that's yeah. basically what it is. But yeah, I mean, um, talking on even Muslim businesses, for example. So maybe it's me being slightly critical here so we can have an interesting discussion, <laughs> which is uh, like one thing I found, right, with, with Muslim businesses in particular is nowadays there's no originality. Uh, if anything, it's more like if this person's doing well, that's it, I'm going to jump in and join the bandwagon yeah. kind of thing. Do you, do you see where yeah. I'm going yeah. with this? So it's like, if something's doing well, if Sunda Musk is doing well, then I'm going to kind of replicate almost, come up with my own, um, you know, perfume brand, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving ideas. It, it has happened and we've yeah. seen it happen already. So, um, how, so yeah. how, how would you deal with that? Like, you know, with competition, let's just say. Is it, do you think it's just part and parcel of the job? For me, for me, a... It's, it's a bit of a compliment, to be honest, that someone's yeah. copying you. So okay. you must be doing something ra- yeah. uh, right. But on the other hand, <clears throat> I think the, I think it's, it's not just a Muslim problem. I think it's, it's, it's yeah. a problem within the subcontinent, you know, where yeah. people just mm. like to copy, you know, everything that you've done. And you know, yeah. they think if they do exactly what you've done, that's it. <clears throat> they're going to be a success. But I don't think it works like that. You know, everyone's got their own unique yeah. approach. And recipe. I think you should focus on your own unique recipe and approach. Yeah, because it's easy to get drawn into it. Like, you know, if you do see someone else trying to do the same thing that you're doing, I mean, naturally, it's, it's still going to affect yeah. you, isn't it? Like, you know, you, you, you're seeing someone literally trying to replicate. I've seen it with many Muslim yeah. businesses, like someone coming out. OK, it's doing well. That's it. Or you've got a shop there. I'll come and open a shop mm-hmm. opposite. It's, same thing. It's, happen- I mean? it's, it's happened with us. Yeah. It's happened with us a few times, actually. And mm. um, But alhamdulillah, you know, risk is from Allah at the end of the yeah. day. But at the same time, we have our competitive advantage and we always try and stay ahead of what we're doing. So yeah. like for us, like the whole perfume, the utter, the oils, mm. I would say we kind of like changed how it's perceived or how it's branded. Yeah. So we always try and stay ahead. Like if you see our branding and our packaging, you know, it's something that you'd want to gift to someone. Mm. So we we always like even now we're we're, we're looking at how we can improve that even further. So I think yeah. it's about staying ahead mm. and staying, uh, you know, looking to the future and really being, yeah, yeah. yeah just being better, being, like you yeah. know, just working on on what you're already good at. Exactly, clearly you're doing. It, it well, shouldn't demotivate. So. You. Yeah, In fact, yeah, yeah. it should motivate it, you. Even I mean, further. competition also kind of it, it gives you because you can be complacent once you're successful and yeah, you yeah. have a daily routine of how things are happening. But once you have a bit of competition, then at least you you're pushed to you know yeah. mm. accelerate a bit faster. Yeah, no, hundred percent, definitely. I think I think that's a that's a good thing to keep in mind. I think what one thing you mentioned like risk is from Allah ultimately. Definitely. So you know, as much as you yeah. can try to keep everything to yourself, you know. Actually, once one of my teachers, I know it's a completely different point, right? But just on the point of risk, one of my teachers mentioned something which is like I think it's Ramadan. I was thinking about it, is you know how you get hit with like um, parking 
tickets yeah. and you know fines and stuff like that. So he his point basically was, you know what, risk is from Allah. So you know when you don't give in charity and when you don't give for this for his sake and you try to keep the money, Allah will find a way to take that money from you. Money, yeah. And sometimes he does it through your parking ticket. Yeah, and then you <laughs> realize, really you know what, I could have charity. Seventy five pounds, I could have things. So it's so true, honestly, that point. Anyway, so um, moving on with, um, I have a question actually for for you both, which is, can can these things like you know having that having that you know how you said having um, the, that business acumen um, and just having those skills of entrepreneurship can that be taught? Because like you know I've seen like people are selling like even courses and you know all of these like sessions. And stuff. I'm sure there's a there's some training involved, but can it be taught or do you think that's like you're you're born with it? I think with business, there has to be something inside you to begin with, okay. a layer or, or, or a platform that you mm. can kind of build on, if, you know, you can yeah. build a foundation on. Yes, you have to educate yourself, you have to read books, you have mm. to, you know, there's times where you would feel really, really demotivated and you have to kind of lift yourself back up by yeah. reading motivational stuff, you know, looking at motivational watching quotes, videos. watching videos. <clears throat> so mm. yes, it can be kind of um, refined and fine-tuned. But I think, um, yes, there are a lot of courses out there. Some people selling Forex courses, signals here, there. Mm. I mean, to be honest, I'm not going to make comments on, 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 on you know, on, on these issues. Yeah. But I think the real education should be, you know, where you read books. Mm. You know, nowadays it's so easy. You know, you can listen to audiobooks, you know, yeah. while, you're, while you're driving. I do that all the time. You know, I've got many, many audiobooks. Mm. I've got physical books and audiobooks. So normally what I try mm. to do is, you know, try and follow the book while listening to the audio so that way kind of sinks mm. in quite well but so definitely you have to teach yourself as well you have to teach yourself but <coughs> i guess yeah again like you said you, you need to have that sort of motivation to start with yeah. or a passion for something at least yeah yeah yeah. it can't just be like randomly yeah. waking up one day like okay it looks like a cool thing to do let me try it yeah. there has to be something something yeah, built so in yeah something built in and I, I think motive and money doesn't have can't be the only motivation there has yeah. to be something underlying yeah, yeah. you know behind money True. That kind of propels you to to move forward. True. Otherwise, you, you can get demotivated. You know, you along the way you'll face face difficulties. And you think mm. you know what? It's not gonna work. Yeah, because I mean, it must have helped the fact that you all started quite fairly young. Yeah. Because obviously, ten years now. Yeah, definitely young. Starting yeah. at a young age is definitely an advantage. Trust me. When you get to your thirties, you actually automatically become cautious and you become mm. it's a good thing being cautious but sometimes you can it's be like more sensible as well yeah. almost isn't yeah. it <clears throat> which is which is a good thing but like even so obviously it's going back 10 years you started when you were young abid you're not even mid-20s and yeah. you're already mashallah yeah ceo sunnah mas so do you fe- felt like it helped because obviously if you're going back 10 years you're in your like yeah. teens yeah yeah 100 i think I, I think i learned a lot yeah. young you mm. know over the years i learned a lot and I guess this is not the end for it. I mean, there's mm. a lot more opportunity yeah. for business. And I'm sure this is not the only thing that I'm going to do. And inshallah, in the future, we can, we can hope to see some more. Yeah, stuff. inshallah. We'll inshallah. talk about... The next we'll... 10 years would be... Mm, oh, yeah, exactly. Different 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> inshallah. Things are changing rapidly. The game yep. is changing. Like, you know, 10 years ago, I'm sure social media and stuff wasn't a big thing. It now, yeah. you have to take it very, yeah. very yeah. seriously. You have to. Yeah, so, a lot of... And another thing, mm. you know, just for um, people that are trying to start up yeah. and say that they don't have a lot of capital you know back when we started or you know 10 years ago social media wasn't that big mm, but mm. now that is an advantage actually to be honest yeah, yeah. you know social you can have a good product and if you have the right connections and if you use the social media in the right way you can actually become really popular and be really mm. successful like you see some restaurants and cafes around london they're so busy and you know they're not in really good locations but the reason why they're successful is because of social media. So I guess that's that's another real advantage. Yeah, yeah. interesting, interesting. Uh, both of you have been on TV, so <laughs> you know you're not you're not new to the camera. So being in here, it's, 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 I don't think it's phasing you at all because you literally you were followed around for quite quite a long two time. Years. Two years. Two years. Okay, yeah. I didn't even know. That. I was going to say like six months maybe, no, but two years. wow, okay. Because they had to follow the journey, you know, as it happens, as it unfolds. Yeah, yeah. So they can't say, oh, just go and do this, and you know, we'll just record because it's meant to be reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. So okay, so this is on Channel Four. Uh, yeah. How long ago was this aired now? Um, uh, Exactly almost a year a, a just a, yeah about a year, a year ago, ago now year right ago okay and this was of course uh the show because 
you are the founder and CEO of Finnas Airways. Uh, so let's bring that onto the table because, mashallah, you know, it seems <laughs> like you've, you're busy with a few different things. So I, th- I feel like, you know, with Sunnah Masqul, okay, alhamdulillah, pass on the baton and now you're, yeah. you're moving on to something. So where, where did that come from? Because from going to perfumes to like, you know. Uh, that's probably the most that's asked crazy. question yeah. know, of all time. I know, I know, <laughs> it's crazy though. Come on. Um, if you go back into my history, I think, you know, aviation, I mean, yeah. I've worked in airports uh, for some time and, yeah. and I've always loved some planes in general. And mm. there are thousands of people like me, you know, mm. you know, who are passionate about a certain aspect, you know. So for yeah. me, I am um, very passionate about aviation and planes and um, even the thrust I use aviation language here. Even okay. the thrust behind Sunnah Mosque was the fact that so I can get involved in aviation in one really? way or another, or in, in some way. Initially, the idea was to become a pilot, you know, mm. to fly planes. But when we started business, I realized, actually, I think <laughs> I prefer doing business. And okay. then that's where kind of the diversion came from pilot piloting mm. to, to setting, up a, uh, setting up an aviation business. Enlighten me because, like, obviously, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about planes, right? Except for just how to board one and get to a destination. So, like, what is if you have a if you're telling me you have a passion for like planes or aviation? Yeah, like, what does that exactly mean? Like, what are you? What is the specifics? Like, if I look at a plane, I'm like, okay, cool. What do you What do you see differently in your eyes? <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's just it's 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 the whole complication around the aviation yeah. uh, you know it's the way everything works it's just so timed and it's <laughs> yeah, very yeah. fascinating you know it's like um, we've done a flight recently we were flying over Paris and stuff and you see you hear what the pilots are talking about it's so like kind of timed mm. and it's so you know complex and you know I just wanted to be part of this mm. you know whole complexity because it, not only does it you know feel good that you're you're in something that's really kind of complex but it kind of uh, expands you as a person it stretches you to mm. the max your knowledge your skills it forces you it really forces you to kind of build up on your skills your diplomacy your communications your your general knowledge about everything your mm. your entrepreneurship skill it kind of challenges you puts you on the test the yeah, ultimate yeah. test that's interesting. Honestly, people yeah. people say, that, you know, if you want anything more complicated than than aviation, then probably nuclear is the way to go. Really. So it's it's regarded on that level. So, again, for me, it's it's, it's the passion that drove me to where I am today, mm. um, and um, I really wanted to do it. I didn't know anything about. Okay, yeah, I've worked in airports, you know, blah blah, pushing yeah, trolleys yeah. and stuff, <clears throat> but nothing uh, to do with actually setting up a business. Yeah. So. Every everything that you've seen uh, in the documentary is just pure kind of organic progress. Yeah, you know, I took it you know day by day as it came along, <clears throat> mm. and you know, associating with the with the right people and you know having the hunger for for learning as well. For me, mm. yes, as, as I said, you know, I have worked in aviation, but not on that level. So yeah, I think. I, I guess I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let the audience desi- decide what they think of, of the progress so far. I feel as though, like, you know, recently um, yeah. things have been quite slow. Mm. Um, but again, this is mainly because we're very busy with the actual operational setup. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a complex operation. Once you are kind of um, taking on, you know, passengers, paying mm. passengers, you're actually, they're entrusting their life Literally, in yeah. your hand. Yeah. Once that plane takes off, that's it you know <laughs> everything else yeah, is yeah. you know based on based on how you operate the business and yeah. and, the, and the actual um, aircraft so the, the aviation authorities are very 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 tough mm. when it comes to issuing any licenses because not only are you taking people's lives but you're also f- um, carrying the flag of that country mm. so if you're flying over france and if we are a british operator then it is a british operation that's flying over uh, another country and they yeah. have to you know, kind of uh, keep up the, yes. the the standard, the gold standard that British authorities have in terms of aviation regulations. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's huge and complex. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's going... too much. There's way too much to talk about. Honestly, it's, it's yeah, a, because, such a complex subject. Because, I mean, it's not like, obviously, we spoke about the starting in a marketplace and then going into a shopping mall. This is not like that. This mm. is on a complete different it's, scale, it's different a, level. It's a, Honestly, it's, it's, it's an ocean. It's yeah, an ocean out there. And then when you look back, yeah, you think, okay, retail is so easy. You, know, you, can, <laughs> you can do it with your eyes closed. Yeah. And I think that's a way to kind of um, show like, okay, once you kind of stretch yourself so much, 
the harder things once the things that you thought once uh, was hard yeah, yeah. it becomes easy because you've kind of expanded yourself mm, and, and broadened your horizon and same question this time again <coughs> with the name of Firnas because a lot of people wouldn't know this so where did the name come from Firnas I guess um, it's about again honoring a muslim muslim personality muslim mm. inventor aviator scientist astronomer abbas ibn firnas um who actually who was the first man to effectively um fly mm. in 875 AD and we want to we wanted to really honor his name again through business yeah. uh, we thought it's a good way to tell a story nice. and we're trying to also tell that story just like Sunna Mas you know promoting that name now a lot of journalists they don't even know they don't have a clue about who Abbas ibn Firnas was but f- because fairness, of the name yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> because know. of the name they ask so, so where did Firnas come from yeah. what does that mean and you'll be surprised you know our own muslim people know, majority yeah. of the time they don't know yeah. who abbas is. i did honestly uh, if i'm real if i'm honest i didn't even know myself only yeah. with my research you know I ca- i've come across abbas ibn Firnas and i was really really inspired yeah. and i want to kind of put him back on the map alhamdulillah that's amazing it's another muslim <coughs> personality and contributor that's that's coming to life because of this so again it's amazing so like the the passion for for perfume passion for aviation so clearly that must be a big thing in business then that you know if you're passionate about it do you think that that's going to that's going to have you're going to have more chance of success would you would you say in the I business i would say so 100%, yeah? 100% would you say so cuz like for me like i work 7 days a week mm. but it doesn't feel like I don't feel like I'm working yeah. seven days a week because it's something that I enjoy. I don't see it as work. It's something. Mm. It's part of my life. It's 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 something that I enjoy. So you don't I think, sleep. You don't stop thinking about yeah. what you what so, you're yeah. doing because you're so passionate about it. It helps. Definitely helps. Alhamdulillah. And um, let's talk about some of the future plans and visions, and whether it's for Sunnah Mosque or Firnas Airways, without giving maybe too much away. Yeah. But just in general, like you said, you have to have a plan and a vision. You know, Alhamdulillah, if you've got to a, a certain point, even if you're doing well, that doesn't mean you stop yeah, there, right? So, what what kind of projections do you have? What do you see for Sunnah Mosque? Yeah. Um, of course. Uh, we've come quite far but of course there's a long way to go mm. still you know we want to be an internationally recognized lifestyle brand that's known for delivering you know our our actual slogan is everlasting fragrance and it's always mm. been that so our aim to our customers is to deliver high quality fragrance at a uh, at a reasonable price so we mm. for us we don't fall in the luxury market or the mass market we want to yeah. be somewhere in between where we deliver high quality fragrances but also where people can afford it so our vision is to take that internationally mm. and uh, be recognized and you know be in de- whether whether it be in department stores or duty frees but i guess that's the direction we're going towards we want to be sort of competing or be beside you know some of the bigger brands that you see on the market today mm interesting interesting we we'll, we'll hope to see more cuz i can see on social do. media you're but if, within the uk i th- i think within the next two years you'll definitely yeah. see us expanding inshallah. within many locations within the uk and hopefully inshallah um within Europe and internationally soon as well. Can already see you guys on the billboards. Yeah, 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 that's another it's thing. A, it's, a good, it's a good sign. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. You've got to be done, you know. It's, it's, it's got to be done. Yeah. A, a lot of people even asked me, like, because obviously something like that does cost a lot of money, like mm. putting yourself on uh, on a big billboard on a prime yeah. location, like that. it does cost a lot of money. And uh, a lot of people would ask you, you know, how would you justify spending that kind of money or, as a small company yeah. on, on, on something like mm. that? But, you know, we see it differently. We see it as if we want to compete with the likes of other brands and 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 be recognized and be seen mm. in a way where people want to be associated with our brand or see you know proud to hold a Sunnah Mosque bag you need to you need to give invest. off that image and you need to invest in that as well so you know I, I i would i would advise anyone else to do the same it it really does pay off and and it, for us it's been beneficial mm. if you had to choose between advertising right now on tv or on social media what would you choose i guess social we'd media spread it. <laughs> yeah we'd spread it because social media if you have smaller budgets you can definitely get a lot of return on investment and yeah. you can actually calculate that so in terms of tracking that cost you know it's easier, it, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a lot better and obviously social media reach everyone knows it's very big but saying that having said that you know 
outdoor advertising has its own different it works impact. it just like, works it just it? you know in people's heads it's a different perception okay because we've done the um bus bus campaign in yeah. Chris last christmas and then we've done the ramadan campaign on the billboards okay and for us we've got, got more planned <laughs> we've got more planned yeah. <laughs> and same question in terms of finance what's the plans um finance uh, wise oh, um i mean it has been a very long tedious yeah, yeah. Uh, journey for me um and i think we we've started our operations um doing private charter flights mm. so the idea right now is to make private air travel or private flights affordable for anyone that wants to fly private and okay. also letting them know that that service exists for them so the way the current the, the the way the private market works in terms of aviation you know there's brokers that kind of broker between the customers and the operators but what we want to do we want to be the kind of distributor of our products as well so people would know just like they know sunomas mm. people would know that there is a company called fernas and they do those types of flights mm. and they can come straight to us and just um getting rid of the middleman uh, and also focusing on the technology that we're building on yeah. so where people are able to buy our flights private flights on the spot currently it doesn't exist even with the bigger private operators mm. you know it's it's very much broker led okay. and obviously there's um, reasons for that as well but the market that we're trying to go for is 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 that again that middle market mm. where you know we're we're looking for customers that are maybe in the 30s you know who have professional jobs or maybe disposable income yeah. these are the kind of uh, age group that we're going for but i think moving forward um uh, fast forward about 3 4 years i, I would um, say inshallah inshallah by the will of allah i hope you know we are in a position where we are kind of thinking about long haul flights because that was the inshallah. ultimate <clears throat> ambition yeah. before we even um, started off and i think um i mean the vision still remains intact yes the there has been pivots along the way yeah. and that was more reactional mm. um as opposed to kind of you know intentional okay this is what we want to do it was more not kind of reacting to environment because in aviation re- um, external environment is very very it kind of has huge impact so for example we had brexit you mm. know when you're dealing with investors you know you have lots of investor confidence so mm. you have to kind of re-strategize and come up with a new plan so yes we have we we've had a few pivots along mm. the way but again it's all for good reasons because we're going into business we're not doing this for fun yeah you know yeah. we want to make money um, yeah. ultimately so we will do what's good for the business mm, inshallah um add another <coughs> just last few kind of points um now that we're kind of towards the end of the discussion we've we've discussed how there are a lot of different points but a kind of more takeaway point for people listening as well is the importance of like supporting muslim businesses uh which i think is a big thing uh today you know we had the recent um i think it was a, a few weeks back maybe last month with um the sister who who basically published the tri- children's books um and then what happened was next thing you know obviously a lot of effort and time and money was invested and put into it and next thing you know people are circulating a free pdf version of it online so and then she had to put a statement out like I I put a lot of effort into this yeah. why are you guys not supporting me. So you know even small things as books whether it's perfumes like if I had to choose now okay should I go to a you know a, a high end you know a store that's well known or should I go some you know these kind of things what would you say like the importance of supporting one another not just supporting one uh big brand supporting one another what's what's your final kind of closing thoughts I on this I think it's very very important mm. to be honest like if you see in other communities like Jewish communities and stuff like that they yeah. they always support their own and I think we need to do that in order to grow our own communities and mm. our own businesses because again we need more muslim businesses mm. we definitely need more, more muslim businesses I'd say definitely not just you know supporting muslim local businesses yes. you know yeah. homegrown businesses we should definitely support them because these capitalistic companies you know <laughs> they take the money out of the you mm. know bara or community so i think we should regenerate you know and support the local businesses as well because you know end of the day you know <clears throat> we are in the community and you know we definitely mm. we of course we need we need support without the support we wouldn't go to be honest cinemas <laughs> wouldn't exist without, without the, the support, support of our, our communities and, and and our fellow customers so thank Very you true. to all the <laughs> yeah. early customers and the current yeah. customers who have supported us along the way and you know who continue to support us yeah and last uh, piece of advice i'm sure there's many people listening and watching that are interested in maybe 
uh, you know, their own startup, going into business. They have that, you know, entrepreneurial kind of, um, you know, eye for things. What is your kind of advice based on the kind of climate that we're in now in the day and age of social media, everything like uh, considering everything we've just discussed? What are like your top tips that you would give to to anyone thinking about it right now? Oh, go on. Yeah, go on. I would say, obviously, come up with a, a, a good idea, yeah. a unique idea, something new, something that's something not available that on the market. Mm. And again, that's a very important point. Like solving a problem is, is the easiest or yeah. the best way to come up with yeah. a business. Because when mm. you're solving a problem, you're doing two things. You're making money and you're making things easier for people. Yeah. Like a perfect example is Uber. Like such mm. a simple concept, but they've solved a huge problem and it's probably one of the biggest companies yeah. in the world right now, right? So, um, yeah, and, and the other thing is... I'm sure you can add on this as well. Yeah. Don't procrastinate too much. If you're gonna yeah. do it, just just start. Just like just don't don't it. say I'm gonna do it in two weeks. You know I'm gonna do it. Just just do it. Mm. And then you know sometimes you have to think about what happens after. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Branson famously says, you know, if you think a task is too big, then don't think about how you're gonna do it on the spot. Agree to doing it and then find a way to do it later on. Yeah. But if the opportunity is there, is there, just grab it with both hands. And I think having sticking. Like remaining focused in your idea is is very important, and also, um, of course, you know, educating yourself and you know expanding your business knowledge from yeah. you know reading books, and um, I think you just have to be determined. You know, you, you mm. really have to be determined, and, and you can't give up because you don't know what's waiting around. There. Maybe there's a big opportunity for you waiting around the corner. It has happened to us as well, yeah. where we've uh, pitched certain ideas to certain individuals uh, back in 2012. Yeah. Only now is 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 yeah. becoming you know fruit, mm. it's materializing. So you really have to be you know you have to stick stick by and you know keep going. Yeah. Yes. Look into the rearview mirror, but keep going. Mm, very good. Tips. Don't make a U turn like you know two months down the yeah. line or something. Just because it's, it's it's looking a bit bad. Like and another know. thing I was gonna say, um, if you're in jobs. Don't think, oh, um, I need to quit my job and I need to be in business because that's where, you know, I'll be more successful. If you're in a good job, honestly, focus on your job. You know, if an employer has employed you to do certain things, then give it your 110%, not just 100%. Mm. Give it your 110%. And trust me, you can be very successful at your job as well and you can make yeah, lots yeah. of money just working for someone but else. And if that's nowadays. you, then, you know, just stick to the job. You yeah. know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur because... It is a it is a very yeah. uh, demanding um, uh, role to take on. Yeah, no, I was gonna say as in it's, it's still easy even nowadays with the opportunities that are at hand to have a job and also have something on the side. Definitely. You know? So it's 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 been done and it's continuing to be done. Definitely, we we kind of transitioned into Sunomas yeah. while having the job mm. on the side. So when we realized okay, Sunomas is taking more time, so we kind of yeah. transitioned full time. I think uh, a lot of lot of good tips, a lot of good piece of advice there, and really interesting. Uh, and you're an entrepreneur yourself, I'm sure you know more. Well, I'm just starting. So just, <laughs> yeah, just, just you know, being too humble. Being humble now, <laughs> learning along the way, alhamdulillah. But uh, no, it's great. It was great to have you both here with us. Um, and, and I think especially a lot of value, inshallah, for our viewers and listeners of Ilmfeed. Uh, and of course, do check out the amazing work that Sunnah Musk are doing. Finnas Airways support local businesses support Muslim businesses I think this is a key uh, message that we all should inshallah take away whether it's them or whether it's anyone else try your best to support inshallah uh, it's been a pleasure having you both thank, thank you for thank having you. us thank yeah, you, for thank you us. so much and inshallah we will catch up again soon all the best inshallah with all your future plans and endeavours may Allah put barakah into it inshallah we want everyone to make dua for us inshallah inshallah you know. Inshallah, Allah bless you all. And uh, to all of our viewers and listeners, inshallah, I hope you all enjoyed. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the OnFeed podcast on YouTube and on iTunes. We will be back with more episodes in the very near future. From your host, Shabir. I'll see you next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.